mm-hmm. sort of, you know, aristocratic and common at the same time. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Wow. Rob came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rob came in and wrecked my balls. <laughs> Just saying, Rob, you're the only person we know whose name is two verbs. <laughs> I have no response. <laughs> but early is two nouns, so it's fine. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. My name is Rob Cook. I'm joined today by Earl Baker. Hello. And Tom Wilford. Hello. And we're back again. More games have been played. At least I hope so. I played some. Yeah. Mm. Well, what have you been playing then? Oh, we're going to jump straight into I it. I think are we? so. Nothing else wow. has been happening, surely. Uh, it's true. There isn't. Don't um... call him Shirley. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, actually, there is. There is one game I wanted to give a quick shout out to, hmm. but it's a game I have actually spoken about on the podcast before. Okay. I've been playing a ton more Watch Dogs, and I stand by that that game is criminally underrated. Um, I think it's the best open world game. I'll leave it at that. I've spoken words about Watch Dogs before. <laughs> go go back and listen that to the a, rest of it. That is a big call coming yeah. in. I know it is. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a huge call. But, you know, w- w- what is it going to come up against? GTA 5, I guess, would be, be up there. Well, you're, It's better than that. You're... <laughs> <laughs> That is a mega call. Uh, Your Uh last recommendation forced me to buy it. This recommendation may force me to actually take the cellophane off it. (laughs) So I I actually, I don't usually like reading other people's reviews because no one's as clever as I am. Um, But I did go on Metacritic (laughs) um, to find out if there was anyone else that shared my opinion. And the only review that gave it a Metacritic 100, which was actually a five out of five, in reality, was it was, <laughs> was it was yeah <laughs> was was Mister Dogs, um, <laughs> Mister W Dogs, Dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was usgamer.net, which I assume is the American branch of Eurogamer.net. Yeah. No, it's pronounced um, us gamer. Us gamer. Yeah. Um, and the guy that wrote the review and gave it a 5 out of 5, and used superlatives similar to my own, is a guy called Jazz Rignall. Um, so some of the listeners might know who this is, because if you ever read Mean Machines in the 90s, which was a popular Sega Mega Drive magazine back in the day, the editor-in-chief of that magazine was Julian Rignall. And my gaming generation... Um, if you were a Sega boy back then, if Julian Rignall said, buy the game, you damn well bought it. That was the recommendation. And for me, I grew up um, pretty much just buying whatever he said. So it's very interesting that he has since moved on, uh, now lives in America and... Evolved things into that... jazz. <laughs> his thing it's become jazz, yeah. which is his final form. <laughs> um but actually has a strong feeling of on this game as I do. So I, I thought that was quite pleasing. And also, usgamer.net, pretty good website. I recommend you check it out. 
and 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 his articles in particular are very good and to go a layer further a uh, a colleague of my current workplace is now a editor there so I'd just like to put my hand up at this point and say we're receiving no money whatsoever from this website. No, 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 no. <laughs> Honestly, this is a, a, a legit. I didn't know that she worked there at all. I, I'm not really, a, I'm not a friend of hers, but um, I know her name and I worked with her. And yeah, she's an editor there. But yeah, really strange. I, I have two two ties to usgamer.net and didn't realize until today. Um, yeah, watchdogs. Anyway, what have I been playing? <laughs> I would, just before you be, before you run on, when am I going to get time to play Watch Dogs? Because I'm I'm going through Assassin's Creed uh, Unity at the moment. Oh, you don't want to overdose on Ubisoft. Well, that's the thing. And Assassin's Creed Syndicate is in my potential four in February list. Mm. Uh, so sticking another Ubi open world title in there in the next month yeah. could be a bit difficult. I've had this conversation with Stu before, actually, and uh, this isn't to discredit Ubisoft's portfolio at all, because, let's face it, they do make some of the most popular games on the planet, um, but they do make a lot of open-world games that follow a reasonably similar formula. Like, even the crew isn't that dissimilar to uh, Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed. I would give yourself some breathing space. Yeah, definitely, because I am trying to, not necessarily 100%, AC Unity, but mm. I'm literally the final mission is on pause right now as we talk. Right. Uh, but I'm trying to get all the treasure chests, everything, because because I am a mm. sucker for that kind of thing. It, like you, well, you put little dots on a map. I'm going to those little dots. I don't care what it is, where it is. You know, I'm not going to rest until all those little dots on the map are filled in. You know. I, I'm totally not that way, but with Watch Dogs, anything that will stall me for time to continue playing that game, I will do. Because I just don't want to leave that game. And I actually have discovered that it has a very active online community. Um, and I didn't realize that there was more beyond the the verses in that game. There are like, there's, there's, there's a whole racing community in that game. Um, it's pretty nuts. And it seems to be very active to this day. What are you playing it on? PC. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think the I think Tom got the, I got the all the DLC it. and everything. It's like eight euros for everything. I didn't buy it in the end. Um, let me just go to the marketplace while we speak. I'm gonna see if it's cheap, and then I'll buy it. If not, it comes round so frequently. Ah, yeah, totally. Uh... Um, so I wouldn't bother like. Just buying it with that. I'd wait for the discount. Yeah, because you you are yeah. not going to play it before March at the earliest. No, no, no. of course not. I'm just going to, out of curiosity, and yeah. through the ability to see it, like while yeah. but live, you know. Yeah, <laughs> interesting for our listeners. <laughs> and wait, while, while you do that, I, I mean, it's it, they're, they're apparently ramping up to a Watch Dogs two announcement based on the fact that some silly people put it on their LinkedIn accounts. Mm. Um, so. I imagine they would want everyone to play that game. So I would expect it to be dirt cheap on every platform just to get everyone catching up. Because I assume it's going to be a direct sequel. Um, and the narrative in that game is actually very strong and something that they would want everyone to be engaged in. Yeah, although I could see them just taking what makes it Watch Dogs, but in a completely different city with a completely different protagonist. I think that would be an, a very awesome call to do. Mm. I think, I think in actual fact, I think they should, they should Assassin's Creed it. 
They should what? Sorry. They should put more dogs in it. You should be able to watch Alsatians. And and I haven't seen a single watch in the game. <laughs> so you're telling me there's neither watches nor dogs in this game? I think there are dogs. Okay. Uh, it's twenty euros. I mean, that's an amazing price for what you get. That's a season pass. That's even then, you can get it cheaper. Hang on a minute. Four ninety nine, four ninety nine, <laughs> six ninety nine. All right, shut up. Tom. No, but I think it's actually cheaper to buy all the bits separate. That's weird. Anyway, I'll look at that later. <laughs> well, while you're buying your bits separately, yes. Um, Tell us what you've been playing, Earl. <laughs> I've been I've been playing two games equally. Um, I'm gonna take a shot and pick one. I've been playing Dirt Rally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dirt Rally is very good. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I think Codemasters are very skilled at making driving games, generally. They bloody well should be, after all this time. Um, sure. And, and, and I think it is exclusively the genre they work in now. I think that's something they have publicly said. It should be um, called Roadmasters. <laughs> shut your face. Get in the sea. Get in the, Get in the sea. <laughs> um, if anybody needs me, I'll be in the sea. <laughs> I'll show myself out. Yes. <laughs> well, so one thing I don't like about racing games, particularly simulation-based games, is in their respective career modes, I've never quite found a game that balances the feeling of being a grassroots driver for a unknown racing team and having a interesting and enjoyable feeling of progression through the ranks um i think with like the f1 career modes i couldn't find the sweet spot difficulty which meant i was you know like coming in 10th or 12th versus me just winning Mm. which makes no sense as a brand new racer and underpowered car like i just i just couldn't find that sweet spot and for me dirt rally has found that sweet spot i feel like i can't win that, that could even be just my personal skill level, and maybe it is completely possible to come first in your first race. But in the difficulty I'm playing at, you can't win. It's impossible. But as I progress as a driver, myself and my skills, and my crew, which are assigned to you, level up their ability to repair your car between rounds, tune your car, make improvements... I'm feeling a very gradual sense of progression as someone in a driving career. And I, I just feel that they've nailed that really well. Um, it's, it's, it's communicated very clearly to me while I'm playing the game. And it's not just in a cutscene or a line of text. It's while I'm driving the car, I think, oh yeah, I'm becoming a more experienced driver. Mm. And I feel that the people that are putting that car together for me are doing a better job and the car feels better each time I go out. So that's that's how I felt about Dirt Rally. What about you, Rob? Because you played this as well. I know you're a big fan of the the Dirt series, aren't you? Yeah. Um, no, I get the same feeling. Like I definitely can't win. And um, you, if you go off the side, you get a fifth. Is it a 15 second time penalty to reset? You, yeah. You basically, and it's yeah. It's 12 if you don't make it, and it's if you want to press Y to reset, it's 15 yeah. or something like that. So. Yeah. It's a tough game, and and I've been with it since the early days of its um, early access. And it's still in early access, right? No, it's they've called no. it 1.0. They've officially released, but they're still adding to it. 
Right. Um, so they're basically saying there's enough here for, to consider this a, a released game. It's stable enough. It has enough features. You can jump in. Don't be afraid of the, like, you know, no longer have to be afraid of it having an early access tag, but they're still developing new new content as far as I'm aware. Um, and the controls have got gotten better. Um, and, and, the, and the way it rewards you has gotten much better and there's loads more different um, features like uh, like having a, an upgrade system, getting a crew together and so on. Um, but the main thing that I'm enjoying now more than I was before is that the feeling for control is still there, even though you feel on the edge of control. Whereas before I was just losing the car um, every five seconds. Um, so I, yeah, definitely that's, it's got the one of the best racing uh, driving models uh, in recent history. Like it feels exhilarating to play um, and it doesn't feel too difficult, but you can definitely see yourself getting better and, and the, the rankings you get reflect that. It's very nice. And it's, it's actually terrifying. Yeah. It's a really scary game because unlike recent games where you can rewind if you make a mistake, um, if you make a mistake on this, um, you can reset back on the track, but if you crash your car, that is it. Your car is totaled. And that car actually has to be repaired by your crew. And it may not even be fully repaired. They may not actually achieve the goal of fully repairing yeah. that one you've got vehicle. A, you, you've got a depending on how much damage you've caused, it costs time and you've got 30 minutes in between yeah. every two um, yeah. stages. And that's very much a callback to how they had it in Colin McRae between, I think, between two and four. Right. I mean, I, I had um, a series of races, and it's, it's four races per series, mm -hmm. where um, I felt very confident in my ability and I was really hooning it, just going as really as quickly as I could. And for the first time, I was actually leading. And in the excitement of being in first place, I thought, I'm going to try and actually gun for this. I think I've reached the point in the game where um, I can start racking up some real championship points and maybe even get first place. Mm. Then I careened into a tree and... I just about had enough gust in the car to get back on the track and finish in fourth. However, because I only had half an hour to repair the car, the car wasn't actually fully repaired for the last two races. And I pretty much chugged around with steam pissing out the front of the car and only scraped together a sixth place. But at the same time, because you can't even reset... Um, where you are in the career like you can't do a redo or a restart a retry once you're like 20 races deep into a career that is it so coming in sixth with steam coming out my car was actually pretty heroic and necessary to keep my place in the in, in my career yeah and i i just feel like there aren't many games that um make you stick to a losing position like that. Um, I, I can only think of like maybe some football games. You've played a football career and you'll take the losses and you'll take the draws because, you know, you want to, to have an authentic feeling football career yeah. when you play those games. You don't just win every match. It's boring. Yeah, or getting, or getting a few um, losses on your, on your record in like a boxing game or something like that. 
Yeah, exactly. Or like in Football Manager, if 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 my star striker gets injured, I take it because that's what the game dealt me, yeah. and part of the game is dealing with that. Well, in this, I had to deal with a completely busted radiator, and I had no choice but to try and at least scrape together some points for my career to be worthwhile. And it was, I actually felt more satisfaction at coming in sixth in that race than I did coming in first in any other racing game. Legitimately, that was like such an achievement to come in sixth with the situation I was in. I actually like fist pumped in the air and like, yes, that could have been so much worse, but I managed to get something out of it from nothing. So how does this game, like, you know, because you know my racing qualifications in the racing genre, like, I do use walls as cornering aids. <laughs> yeah. No, so... So, like, is there enough gameplay, is there enough in this game to push you through feeling like crap? So, I'm interested to know what you think, Rob. I'm, and I'm uh, gonna... we'll, we'll both state our opinions, but you go first, actually. Sure. Um, I don't think it's for you. Um, yeah. It's imagine there were no walls, but instead sheer cliffs, and yeah, it's it's too far on one end of the spectrum, um, and that it's, doesn't it's, discredit it's more it for whatsoever. The sort of Gran Turismo like realism crew. Or... It's it's actually beyond that because in Gran Turismo, if you if you crash, you can go. Uh, I'm going to restart this race. Ah, okay. In this, if you crash, it's a retirement. Oh, really? So yeah, it's, you're it's done. like Dark Souls racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that there is actually, um, and it, it, you know, you can look at your career. Um, I have a dead last, um, which is massively affecting um, where I stand, and that dead last will stay with me forever. Um, there's no redos. There's no retries. If you crash, you crash and burn, and you're done. So it's is, a retirement. So is there only like one career, or do you have multiple seasons, like a football manager game? Like yeah, yeah. You can come back next season and try better. Um, and ideally, you even have promotions, because right now I'm racing in the 1960s season of cars. Right. That, that doesn't mean the game is set in the 60s. It means the cars that you're limited to were built in the 60s. Um, and you work your way up, up until, you know, the, the big boys where you're using the, uh, the Subaru Impreza's and all yeah, those 20, kind of cars. 2010 and above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually get promoted through the leagues. Um, much like you would in a racing career, I assume, where you would be allowed to use more powerful vehicles the more successful you are. Um, so yes, but at the moment, I, it looks like I could be doomed to another season in the car I'm using, but I know that when I restart the season, my crew is better, my vehicle is better, yeah. and probably more importantly, I am better. Yeah, there's a tangible sense of progress and achievement, um, Yeah, and that's yeah, as you said, it's it's much better to to do that than to just set the difficulty low and and yes. swing around in first place, not even see any other car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, I don't even know if the game's difficulty at its easiest, with all the assists and everything, is going to help you much. Hmm. I'm pretty sure the mechanic of if you crash, you're done stays. Yeah, I I, I don't know that for a fact, but. I think it's so integral to the way that game is designed. Yeah, it's probably that... just a lot harder to actually crash. Yes, exactly. But yeah, like the um, the actual ramifications of doing so, I hope are the same because that's where the satisfaction of this game comes from. It's you know, it's uh, you've got to do the perfect run. I have a feeling that there are options to restart, but you 
it costs you something it or you might only have a few you... times to do it but i definitely think there are gradients so there are ways to play this at a, at a simpler pace but um i i think we both would recommend uh some realistic options in there yeah yeah i think you'd be cheating yourself i think i did i think you're right i think when i first booted the game um there was a way of restarting and it would cost you a thousand dollars or something from your winning pull yeah. every time you try to restart yeah, that's the one something like that yeah um but i the current way i'm playing it it's just like okay if i hit that wall i'm done mm-hmm. um because the game keeps going it's not like you lost game over restart it is okay um you lost in finland now we're going to wales let's see how you do there um to try and recuperate that loss just like to go back to the the football comparison you know you'll you'll have chelsea thrash you three nil one weekend you've got to work out this season (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) you know you've got to work out how to recuperate that loss and i think that's the satisfaction from sports games Mm. generally but what you're saying is it's a bastard hard sports game this This one is Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's very simulation heavy um, I mean, never, never having a PC that's been capable of handling the dirt games, I'm always like a few steps behind. It's coming out on PS4 and X1 in May. I want to say. Yeah, but it'll yeah. just make me cry. Uh, um, yeah, I, I am, I'm fascinated to see if they make any design changes. But I mean, is it honestly? Is it like a progression from the other dirt games? I mean, were they that double hard or no? Is this th- like this is real... this isn't comparable. Right. This this seems like a complete sidestep into a more simulation. Well, this is a, um, this is going back to Colin McRae rally. Basically, um, in all the, the original. Ones. Yeah, this was the intention with this that that they would mm. keep the brand, but really go back to their roots, uh, right. and it it is certainly achieved that. Yeah, and it looks real pretty on my new PC. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I still can't uh, run Dirt Three. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> I've got some well, of the Dirt yeah. games in one of the humble bundles, and I just literally can't turn them on. Right. My... I mean, I I don't find those games that satisfying anyway. I did always enjoy the the um, the old PS One WRC games, yeah. and I think the the I think it's Colin McRae Two Point I think I played, which was which was fun. Um, I do think that forgiving is not the right word, but I think that you, you you definitely get the feeling that it's your own fault if you fuck up. So I don't, you never feel frustrated with the game. You're frustrated with yourself when you fail. I yeah, think, you were being impatient or just reckless. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think that is a big key in these kind of sort of masochistic type difficult games where. I think I think that might even be the dividing line between people. Like, if you can see, okay, yeah, I screwed up. So that that for me, for example, was the difference between the Soul series and Bloodborne. Mm. In Bloodborne, it was more like I could I could more obviously see how hard right. I screwed up. Whereas in the Soul series, it just was like, why don't these enemies die? Right, right. Oh, because they're yeah, like yeah. five levels too high for me. Okay, well, you know, I've been fighting them eighteen times. Yeah, it's that's and that's um, you know some people will say it's a design choice, but it could be argued that that is the game failing to communicate to the player. Which I think um, Soul Series is a good enough criticism because yeah. they don't tell you anything. No, its way of communicating to you is, ha, you're dead and you've lost everything now. Yeah. And for some people, that that's enjoyable. Um, but that's why but for... I would never never 
particularly play a racing game. It's why I've always steered clear <laughs> uh, of the Turismo series, just because like, I don't want to get a license to play a racing game. I want you to give me a Jaguar, and I want to go at it. Yeah, you know? and that's that's completely fair. Yes, I mean, like a lot of the Need for Speed games, like, I can remember the worst one for me in the season, uh, or the series, sorry, being Need for Speed Carbon. Oh, right. And there were so many to choose from there, but Carbon's the one you've got. Well, that was the Canyon <laughs> run, right? Where it was literally just, it turned Need for Speed into going really quickly down mountains. Uh, oh, the 2K, yeah, the 2K. Yeah. Yes, 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 you're right. And it was just yeah. like, you've taken it away because you actually need skill. Whereas my, my love for those games is generally making my car look as chavvy as humanly possible. Yeah, sure. And then roll around listening to Lil John. And it, and it's it's surprising how well the underground games have actually aged if you um, graphically treat them with a pinch of salt. Yeah, no, I mean graphics were never the problem. It's like they haven't had a soundtrack or a feeling since then. But yeah, that kind yeah. of forgiving racing nature uh, is is what I play racing games for. It's like Drive Club. I own it, and it scares mm. me. And I played it. Yeah. And once I get once I get the hang of the track. I start to enjoy it, like, oh, I'm really driving now. Right, right. But I, and 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 that's interesting you say that because if you find that as a difficult entry point, but when you get over that hump, you find the game satisfying. That hump is just so much higher in Dirt Rally, <laughs> but so much more satisfying if you get over. But it. that that hump in Drive Club means that I don't play it that often because I need at least sure. two hours to sit down and just like write. And to be in yeah. a certain mindset as well, like I am going to smash myself against this track until mm. I learn it. Mm. I mean, one of the things that one of the things that I did find interesting with the rally is they have streamlined everything around the racing. Like the menus are very clean, and your introduction to the game in the career mode is pretty much okay. You've got a choice of two cars. Which car are you going to go with? That one. Cool. Go. Here's your first race. So. It does get you into the action very quickly. And that education process isn't dogged down by things outside of the act of racing. It's a very pure game. But at the same time, it's ridiculously hard. Yeah, it is. But I, I, I'm kind of curious. If I, could, if I could just get a free copy of the game in your hands, I'd be curious to know what happens. I, think um, I would turn it into the Jensen Button Simulator. <laughs> I'd come eighth in every race, and that'd be enough for me. You know, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that in this game is a reasonably entertaining experience. Still, <laughs> you know, it's not bottom. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's uh, enough about Dirt Rally. I think it sounds it sounds good. It just sounds like I'd prefer to sit on Rob's couch watching him play, or on your couch watching you play. I tell you what, it's pretty a good spectator game. Yeah. It really is, because you know what's on, at stake yeah. for the person playing. Okay. I was, I was going to bring up something with that. Um, this, it would be, I was thinking of it would be fun to stream it, but whenever I've tried mm. to split my focus playing that game, it's led to disaster. Like, you can't blink. I, yeah, because I, I enjoy sometimes with some games, um, especially with those that don't require me to like pay attention to narrative, I'll have like a video on and then just play it and that works mm. with well with like sports games works well with several racing games but with something as hardcore as dirt rally i just can't 
um i can't even listen to something else because the co yeah. the co-pilot's uh instructions are so vital yeah 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 he actually tele so for, for tom and the listeners sake you, you your co-pilot much in like if you've ever watched professional rally sport on television is telling you what's up ahead so he'll tell you that there is a hard tight left, turn coming hard up. Hard left, easy right. That's what I it's... remember from the old rally games. From Sega Rally, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy no, this... right. What, what I like about this is they actually use the, the real technical terms. Shit so like Christ. A... <laughs> <laughs> You've crashed again. <laughs> you burk. <laughs> oh, man. I actually don't want to play Sega Rally now as well. Hmm. <laughs> um... Did anyone else have a, a game they wanted to talk about? Or is this all on me? I've got so a couple of things. Firstly, I'll start by saying that I finally spent a few good hours with Rise of the Tomb Raider yesterday. And mm. man, that game gets good. So Yeah, you know, be, that game really goes places. Yeah, I'll be sticking with that. But yeah, we've covered that. Um, and I started playing um, a game called Door Kickers today. Oh, yeah. Um, which is top-down strategy game where you're... Um, clearing out a building as a, as a, as a squad of uh, SWAT troopers, um, so you're kind of you can pause with the space bar, um, and then you know hit play to see your actions play out. Um, so you can like set up against doors, um, have your guys uh, look one direction but move in another, covering each other. Um, I've not played too much, and I've only got two guys, but you'll eventually get a, a full-on squad with with different equipment um it seems really cool uh it came out a while back actually it was in early access between 2013 and 2014 um but i picked it up in the in the winter sale uh, in the winter sale on steam um don't know if either of you guys have heard of it i guess you have Earl. yep yeah i know this it's very similar to a game called frozen synapse yeah you're right although that one i think is in the, in this case you are just in control of pausing and playing the action for, for everything that's happening whereas that one it's uh it's a case of you stack up your moves the enemy stacks up their moves and then it plays out for a set amount of time yeah and frozen synapse is very much designed as a one-on-one -on -one multiplayer game right yeah uh it's almost like uh chess in fact mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, where you have units like a rocket unit a machine gun unit and um the game would generate a map and I would choose my movement and my combat, and then I would hit end turn, and then it's the other person's turn. Yeah. And you could literally play that game via email, like you could email the other person the turn. Um, so I didn't realize Door Kickers was like that. I thought it was more like a Hotline Miami type thing. Well, it if sounds you, like if it's you more didn't, calculated. Yes, yeah, definitely more calculated. Now, if you didn't use the pause, um, you could very much play at the kind of pace of hotline miami but you're drawing um where you want your uh character to go you don't actually directly control them um and that makes sense because you need to control multiple and they need to be covering each other i'm stuck on a level now where i need to i need to clear out like 10 different rooms that are adjacent from each other um and you've got guys who are hidden behind the fog of war sort of areas that you haven't been in you can't see um, and you can only actively see what's happening where your guys can see uh, right. at any given moment. That's similar to Frozen Synapse right. as well. Yeah. yeah. So you'll have them shuffling about, um, grouping up, uh, attacking you when you're 
um, vulnerable because you you can be attacked from multiple directions and that's only the fourth of like more than 70 pre-made levels and then it's got a a campaign mode which sort of structures it even further a random level generator and user generated levels so there's plenty of legs on this one um so yes it sounds it sounds like um the campaign might have more flesh to it than um frozen yeah um it doesn't it, it's not a game necessarily um for multiplayer that doesn't seem to be the focus but i do believe it does support uh, multiple player like versus modes mm. um but the main thing is just learning to use new gadgets like once they throw a third person in my unit i'm gonna freak out at how i'm gonna make use of them all at the same time and at some point so, they're gonna become vital to covering each other in sort of like a triangle formation or something is it xcom style where if one of those characters dies they are dead forever um i've just been hitting restart but mm. i imagine in the campaign right. it will allow that because they're net there they get assigned names and they build up stats i think you can view their like their stats of of how many kills they've right, made right. so there's very much that and currently i can choose which people i bring in which wouldn't make sense if if that wasn't the case that you could actually yes, lose, it, lose them it sounds like heartbreak is in your future yeah. if you play the career in that game <laughs> but it's a good um it's a good game to spend like a lunch break on uh mm. i spent just 30 minutes today uh and and i've been really enjoying it so i think i'm going to stick with that as a as a nice lunchtime um diversion uh, but really haven't got much more to say on that at this i time. really like the the look of the screenshots the visual style of it because it's, it's a very clean simple top-down game yep. but the animation looked like it was a bit more you couldn't you couldn't say it's a 16-bit look because it's cleaner than that and better animated yeah but, but at the same time has a bit of a throwback to it definitely definitely and it's it's got some really cool um visual effects like you you have white uh line drawings around where you've made a kill um oh okay like a chalk outline yeah exactly yeah, yeah okay. it's got like arterial spray um and then nice. the level is in sort of like a foggy color and then it will differentiate between what you can actively see what you've previously seen but can, can no longer see and then just the default you've not even looked into this corner yet and there's been right, plenty right. of times when i've i've expected this small corner of like purple in the just in the corner of this doorway to be harmless walk in looking the other direction and get nailed Check. Your <laughs> that's that's like yeah. you know door kicking one on one. Rookie mistake. Exactly. You know. <laughs> also, the door the door kicking animation and noise is very satisfying. It has to be with that title. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was about to ask, like, if it's top down, surely you're missing all the visceral glory of kicking in a door. There's they they've got plenty to work with. Uh, it's it's like a similar thing to how visceral uh Hotline Miami can be, like how much each action can be packs like, a punch kind of yeah exactly yeah. impactful slamming someone's head against the floor is pretty visceral in that game yeah especially <laughs> when you're playing on ps4 and the shaking oh, yeah. shaking the ps4 controller up and down slams their head into the floor until it becomes a smashed pumpkin until it looks like bolognese yeah. <laughs> lovely on that note uh... <laughs> yeah go for it tom 
Um, well, uh, you know, a lot of my time has been taken up with the games I talked about last week. Uh, sure. Still playing Rayman, still playing uh, Assassin's Creed. Although, like I said, in the pause menu for the last mission. Mm. Um, but in between games, I've been playing Pix the Cat. Okay. Another huh. PS Plus. It is a PS Plus, but it's a PS Plus game from a while back that I originally just bounced right off. Oh, that's why I've heard of it. It's a puzzle game, though. Kind of. It's Chucky Egg. Okay. okay. If I remember that correctly. Basically, huh. you are a cat that has to collect chicken eggs, which then hatch uh, and follow you around, and then you got to drop them off into like little portals uh, and go into the next level. Mm-hmm. That's basically it's it's pure arcade glory, and I originally bounced off it because I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but I re-downloaded it the other day. I was like, oh, I'm gonna give this five minutes, and I was instantly hooked. It's just like it's just that right mix of play it again type addictiveness with a whole bunch of silliness added on top. So the idea is, it's a, very much like Chucky. Eh? You're going around a 2D maze. You've got to collect all the eggs and drop them into the portals. That's it. Mm. That's all you got to do. It, you get more points if you can collect all the eggs in sequence, then drop them off in the portals in sequence. I, I it sounds and looks because I'm cheating. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at screenshots. Um, like it has a bit of a Pac-Man vibe to it. Yeah, but it's it's something more than that. It, it's sort of Pac-Man yeah. versus Chucky Egg. Like the skill yeah. is in instantly seeing the pattern. Right, right. Like because obviously you get a better combo if you can collect all the eggs, turn them into chickens, and drop them into the portals. Mm. If you cross a portal with already hatched chickens, you lose your combo. Mm. So if you bust into a level, you've got to instantly see like how to get around that level to grab all the chickens and not cross a portal at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I think the unique fun of that game, from from what I remember, is the immediacy. You're like thrown into the next level as soon as you finish. Yeah, there's no time to breathe, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a proper coin-operated arcade game type thing. Yeah, yeah, there's literally no messing around. Like, even the yeah. title screen is the most bare-bones thing you've ever seen. Right. But once you get into that addictive nature, it's another one of those type of games where you look up after three hours and go like, oh my god, my hands are cramped, my eyes are dry, and I don't really know what I've been doing for the last three hours. <laughs> But you've just been huh. collecting these little chickens and running around, you know? I don't really know why I've ignored this, because now I'm looking at screenshots of it. This looks really up my alley. Well, I, like I say, I bounced right off it, because mm. there is no explanation. Yeah, and well, I think that the quality of games they give you on PS Plus is extremely variable, and I make extreme assumptions when I see, especially the more indie-style games, um, harsh assumptions, admittedly. Um, so I think I actually actively ignored this completely. I think I think that was where like I I did I did try it, but yeah, I do understand what you mean. Like I don't I wouldn't say it's more to do with the quality. I would say it's more the volume of games that we have to deal with now. Yeah, I think so. True, because I mean I don't even boot half the games they give away for free now. It's got so ridiculous. Well, it's not even giving them um, away for free. I mean, as you know, like I work in a place where I can get games for fairly cheap. Yeah. So it's just like you know, at any one time, I've got maybe six games on the back burner that I'm waiting. Yeah, for. yeah. So a game that I switch on 
don't immediately enjoy is mm. probably going to get switched off really quickly. right the same thing happened yeah, with drag definitely drag. don't get dirt rally <laughs> no no i i mean that's a little bit different like if i go into yeah, yeah, it I'm expecting kidding. to be kicked in the nuts Mm-hmm. something different but if it's a game that i know nothing about you you really have like five minutes to impress me mm. dragon yeah. soup was the latest ca- casualty of that that was again free on ps plus i'd been thinking about it for a long time i played it the first five minutes for me were terrible and i switched it off mm. uninstalled it never touched it again yeah yeah and i and i and unfortunately for indie games of this kind of category um I'd almost argue that it is a responsibility of the designer to get you hooked in those 10 minutes, Um, especially in a market where they haven't necessarily already got your money. And choice is everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like if No, for sure. You know, this this kind of... I mean, that's why Pixel Cat is so surprising because the first time I did it, meh, it was rubbish. Didn't Mm. like it. And then I thought, like, you know, I was a bit at a loss for something to do on a Sunday morning, like, oh, I'll download this, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think it also helps that it has an announcer that reminds me of the Quake guy. Oh, I'm in. He's literally like, you you run through a, a good combo, he's like, awesome! Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a sucker for that shit. It's, you know, it, it really gives you that positive feedback. There are ways to change the voices, you get different people. Um, there's different modes, you go like into a 1930s Terry tune, type mode yeah i'm just i saw a picture of that which is really weird because yeah there's there's like an original game boy sort of graphics look here as well like it's all monochrome green and green (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it it really like i mean graphically it's it's no massive thing but it does everything Mm -hmm. solidly like the sound design's good the level design is tight like really tight the point you even you even like can increase your combo by hitting corners at the right moment. Okay. So like if you can literally like just skid around a corner at the last second, then you get a combo boost for that. It vis- it visually looks a lot like um uh bear with me gonna... Pac-Man Championship. Yep. I was going to say exactly DX. Yep. CDX. Yeah. <laughs> they iterated on that one a couple of times, I think. But yeah, it definitely looks like it's borrowing from uh, Pac-Man CDX, which yeah. came out on 360 originally. I think it's on PC as well. And it's the same. Yeah, which like... is a good thing. Oh, it's on PS4 now as well. Oh, nice. Okay. But yeah. yeah, it's definitely the same. It's like, finish this level, get thrown into the next one. It's, it, yeah. yeah. High score yeah. challenges against friends. Yeah. That yeah. Kind of... It's awesome. One of, yeah. one of the good things is the first time you play it, you just get owned. Mm. And you're looking at some of the, the requirements for the levels, so like pass a million points. You're like, I barely scraped 100,000. <laughs> and I thought I was doing all right. And then you break that million. And you're like, oh, all right. Okay, now I can see the possibilities. But it is one of those games where to get good at, you probably have to. It is It is an awesome sort of bastard offspring of some of the new Pac-Man stuff with Chucky Egg thrown in. So if you if you grew up with a Spectrum and that kind Guilty. of... Yeah, exactly. You're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, I, no, I don't I, actually I, know how much it is without having it on PS Plus. So it's €9.99 on Steam, which probably translates to £7 at a guess. 
I don't know. My uh, my accounts are all still in euros. <laughs> um, and it looks like the majority, vast majority of Steam users strongly agree with you. Um, because Google indexes it as a nine out of ten based on Steam ratings. Oh, really? Which is very difficult to achieve because Steam is a harsh place. Um, to get to get positive scores on, especially in the indie market, where if it's if it's a cheap game, you're going to get more reviews quite quickly, and those reviewers are usually I played it for five minutes, I gave up, negative, and that hurts you. So that's very impressive that this game is rated so highly by users. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I'm I'm yeah okay. Is it on Vita? It's yeah, it's on it's PS4 by, Vita. I think, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and PC. I think it is yeah. crossed by, and Vita actually might be the perfect forum for it. Yeah, like Woe Dave and. Um, well, I've been playing uh, a lot of Woe Dave as well, actually, on PS4, and I really yeah. enjoy that game. Mm. Uh, anything that Choice Provisions uh, throw out is generally decent quality and has that Moorish kind of gameplay addictiveness. Mm. But Woe Dave is wonderfully silly, but I think yeah. picks the cat trumps it somehow because it is more there's more feedback to it like whoa dave is like very old school arcade in the fact that you don't even really feel connected to the screen sure i mean i mean i would say that's very high praise if you are rating it above whoa dave it is yeah um, i think it's but, better than whoa dave. But, but but still a valid opinion but based on uh, what i'm seeing here so yeah i think no whoa dave has its strong points but whoa dave is mm. very much like it doesn't connect me. Okay. Pix the Cat has this graphical and sonic oomph. Mm. Uh, you know, when you when you run through a level and you get like huge amounts of points and it's just like awesome. Yeah. And yeah. Then you, no, no. That's... You know, you go into the fury mode or or fever mode. That's what it's called, and everything goes black and white, Game Boy style. Uh, going crazy, and if you in the fury uh, fever mode, which is something I only just discovered the other day is you can actually take out enemies because some of the later levels have like floating skulls and things that block your progress. But if you are in fever mode because of building up your combo so high, you can take them out. Right. And then it's okay. Like, is it like a power pill it is, yeah, type situation? Instead of just being yeah. like nom 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 and you eat the ghost and the ghost goes wop, 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 wop. this hmm. is like literal screen shake uh, you know, there's a real impact there, and it's like, oh, right, headshot! Right. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it has this real sort of positive feedback from this yeah, kind of yeah. style. I think that's important in this kind of game. And, and it's something that Pac-Man itself addressed quite well, I think, in CDX. I never, yeah. um, but, but possibly not to the extent that you're talking so this about one, here. Sounds like they really lean into this it. This one is, yeah, they're they're really all over it. I mean, you know, I think it is something positive. Like uh, with Nuclear Throne, you got the, um, you know, the screen shake and everything like that. And I think just yeah, increases your involvement in it. You know, maybe which is something that Woe Dave was slightly missing was it was just like, oh, your death doesn't really affect you. You just start again. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, if you lose a combo, like it's like boom, the whole screen slows down. The guy is like combo breaker. And it it feels harsh, you know. Right, right. The trip is over. It's exactly that. Yeah, you you know, once you're on the, you know, once you're busting move, you're grabbing your little chickens, and that's the thing. It's so stupid that you're actually just grabbing chickens as a cat. 
Yeah, I was going to say, aren't you a yeah, cat? Yeah, pixel cat, you know. Well, you know, cats sell. <laughs> do you know what? Cynical. You, I, I think if, 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 the, the, if anyone that works in the game is listening, I think that put me off a bit. And I'm a big cat lover. And, you know, I, I'm all for uh, internet and cats. Another cat, right? I, 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 yeah, I think that's what it was. I thought, oh, you're trying to get me to play because it says cat, and it nearly worked. And because you because it nearly worked, I hate you. <laughs> If you're going to be totally cynical, you could say that if you made a game out of zombie cats, it would somehow be the most successful game yeah. ever. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a few on Steam that go not that far, but not far away, especially with zombie stuff. Yeah, I saw, I saw uh, one today that was like, this studio, this indie studio announced a new game called Brains. Yeah, yeah. I, and on on um, mobile, it's it's potentially worse, I think, on mobile. I literally do not so, care if you called your game yeah. brains with four Zs. Yeah, yeah. It's either it's either some iteration of the word zombie, or it's like um, duty of calls, <laughs> or <laughs> verby noun. Verby noun. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have flappy bird or or shitty. Oh right. You know, yeah, punchy yeah. mouse. I don't you see. I've just invented yeah, yeah. two new games right there: shitty busker and punchy mouse. Shitty busker. <laughs> shitty busker sounds like a really fun rhythm game that should use the Guitar Hero. For it overall. is. It's just your fucking drunk guy in the corner of your city who plays the accordion, and you have to control <laughs> him using the magic of the 3DS control system. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I don't think Nintendo this... are going to release shitty busker anytime soon. But any developers <laughs> listening to this podcast, you are welcome to that idea. Oh, if someone makes shitty busker, uh, I will throw money. I will. Them. I will literally kick start to get them to leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one one cent coins <laughs> at the head. Shitty busker. Punchy mouse also has promise. I feel <laughs> that sounds like a game that exists. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, Punchy Mouse is there somewhere. Kung Fu Hamster is definitely real, <laughs> but it doesn't have that. It doesn't really have that, you know, instant success as Verbi Noun. No, no, it's gonna have to be like, uh, yeah, Thumpy Biscuit or something. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with your Thumpy Biscuit. Yeah, yeah, Donkey Biscuit is oh, pretty good. Dun- Donkey Biscuit. Actually, there you go. It's a, it's a motion controlled tablet mm. game. Where you have to dunk your rich tea biscuit to optimal soakage, but without it breaking before off. Before it snaps, yeah. Yeah, you have to lift it out. Yeah, again. before it snaps and plops horribly into the bottom of your cup of tea, therefore ruining it. I have a weird feeling that that is genuinely a mini game in a WarioWare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that exists. But at this point, after like ten WarioWares or whatever. Isn't... Every game ever exactly. exists. Exactly, isn't now. Nintendo now the Simpsons of games? I, I wonder if the WarioWare series was actually Nintendo's sly way of claiming they own every idea. Well, let me just put it this way: I used to work for them, and yeah. in the contract, anything that I created in that office, even on my breaks, whatever, belonged to them. Oh, yeah, that's a standard, standard games thing, industry yeah. contract, but I, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just don't think. Just, just work. So if Donkey Biscuit exists, I'm going to claim that. <laughs> <laughs> That's also in your Go Play That contract, by the way, Tom. Yeah, no, like I've said... any Go, go Play That owns everything you just any, said. Any developer that is listening to this podcast that wants to use either Punchy Mouse, Soggy Biscuit, 
Oh, shit. No, it wasn't that, was it? Donkey Biscuit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> or, or Shitty Busker. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> just credit where it's yeah, due. Just say some, some person on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, some idiot. Yeah. All right, we've devolved. We have. I, I have devolved. We, we've we've spoken about games. Yeah. Is there, is there anything else that anyone wants to put across before I ban you all from speaking for the rest of the day? Diablo oh, is the shit. Everybody should come and watch our stream. Yep. Twitch.tv slash go play that to watch our Diablo failings. Failings? We are the wrecking crew. We are like, what is that? Every time we play Diablo and Stu's like, oh, there's a boss. We might die. Yeah. And then we murder that boss in three seconds. That doesn't sell it though. People want to see fails. So I'm going to make things harder by sabotaging us. You just don't know when. Okay, if you want to get clicks, four people go into a Diablo dungeon. You won't believe what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) And it should be worth noting that this was our first birthday for the podcast. (laughs) To the day. We're recording this on the 18th of January. Um, and that was the release date of the first ever Go Play That podcast last year. Drift Stage was the game. Yep, Drift Stage was the first game we spoke about, and that game still isn't out, so fucking sort it out. But it's looking cooler and cooler every day. I will hold judgment until I play it. No, they, they're being really good, like with all the updates, everything like that, Drift Stage is coming along nicely. Uh, it's, it's an example of a, a project done right, there's a lot of info, there's a lot of screenshots, there's a lot of alpha and beta if you had the right tiers at Kickstarter. You're doing it wrong. Games journalism is about being cynical, hatred, and judging people's games before you've played them. In which case, uh, I think... Click the button to see what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.